Hello, I'm Jake Donaldson, and welcome to Red Shirts, a Star Trek podcast for every generation. Please welcome my co-hosts, Nathan Space Boomer Thomas what? and Maddie All <laughs> Church House. <laughs> without, without further ado, let's engage. Bad. That was pretty good. Um, yeah, I, and I made your one nice this time, Nathan. I wasn't even a dick to you. <laughs> I just called you a space boomer, which you know is your name on Twitter, uh, so that's okay. I can't remember. I, I change my Twitter <laughs> name, uh, name every time you say something I like. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> so this week is a landmark week for us because it's the first time we've done. An episode of the animated series, what, which is what? so exciting. People forget exists, and by uh, people I mean I forget exists. <laughs> <laughs> I still need someone to clarify for me whether that famous meme where McCoy is pointing to Sulu saying his dick fell off because a woman wrote words on the internet is actually a quote from well, the I show or not. not. <laughs> well, I doubt it is because they didn't know what the internet was in Oh shit, yeah. Oh man, I'm really showing my age now. Oh. <laughs> um, we, Fucking millennials! Before we get too much into it, uh, for listeners, uh, we uh, we are looking at the episode in season one of the animated series called Lorelei Signal. Uh, Nathan, do you want to give us uh, a quick break? Boy, of do what I! In the episode? Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, strap in, lads. Um, so uh, the we open with the fact that a ship has gone missing in the region of space the Enterprise is in in a ridiculously specific number of years, uh, consistently, every 6.23-something uh, star years, according to both. 27.346. Oh, you wrote it down. Um, it's not it that is. frequent, then, Nerd. for them to be that worried, because I thought it was six years. Who cares? I think society could do with losing a good 20 men every 27 or so years, <laughs> don't you? Anyway, um, and... Uh, so the Enterprise has gone to investigate, and by investigate we mean fall into the obvious trap. Because at least, at least Starfleet, <laughs> the Klingons, and the Romulans know Kirk's modus operandi well enough to plan the uh, plan for him to get caught in a trap. Now uh, that's nice. So um, the Enterprise receives a signal, which sounds like music and sounds like various nice things, like a summons to all of the men and a hurrah and nurse chapel. Are like the fuck you on about, guys. Um, and the only concession <laughs> to this is that Kirk lets Nurse Chapel scan them. Um, McCoy it does not respond in the med bay, but that is apparently fine to go on a away mission moments later in a bit of weirdness. Um, they go to the planet where the signal's coming from and send down an all-male away team, despite having definitely established that this is only affecting men. <laughs> um, <laughs> what probably happens is they meet a bunch of beautiful women who um, entice and seduce them until they all fall unconscious, um, then start losing all vitality for a while, while Ahura, noticing that Scotty's acting like a fucking weirdo, decides to take command of the ship. <laughs> Um, the men run away but have to hide in an urn 
Spock is able to. (laughs) (laughs) My favourite bit. Spock is able to commando crawl to his communicator um, and uh, Ath requested all female away team, which beams down, shoots all the women, women, rescues all the men, um, and then sorts them out and they leave. (laughs) <laughs> that is what exactly a, what it is what an episode it was i know that that bit with the urn is so good it's just there's a there's a line that i've written down where one of them's just it's such a good line it just says the urn it's the only place <laughs> i've written so many lines though because one one, so thing, one thing that i really want to talk about is Shatner's acting because it is all of the original voice cast as well like they're all playing their characters yeah Shatner's acting, there's a lot to say about it, but I think one thing that is definitively true is when he can only use his voice, he's significantly weaker and stupider. Yes! Why did he sound like he was only reading all of his lines for the first time as he performed them throughout this episode? I mean, his his voice is Shatner's weakest bit of his acting, so <laughs> I don't know. He he's relied solely for the last two seasons of the uh, of the original series on his ability to get his guns out, and, <laughs> <laughs> and and suddenly he's had that taken away from him. And I think just to spite him as well, they've made his cartoon version of himself look even less sexy than he is in real life. I know life. he's sufficient. Uh, he is significantly less appealing without that soft focus camera when he like turns to Spark and does a little eyebrow raise, isn't he? Why is he ginger in this animation? <laughs> Why is he fucking ginger? I've got so many questions about this I'm animation. Just, I'm just practicing style, the right? facial expression well, well, that they always do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just one they never have any change in their expression at any point they also um, don't have whites in their eyes yes! their skin colour extends all the way to their pupils oh so stressful talking about the animation I know a few episodes ago when we talked about uh, the um, the special effects in Next Generation uh, me and Maddie said that we thought that it looked like they'd been animated by a year 10 IT student in a, <laughs> on Microsoft PowerPoint but when this started I think this actually has been animated yeah. by a year 10 IT student <laughs> the, the on PowerPoint the Enterprise seems to fly worse in fully animated form than it does in the 60s Although, I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't believe when the ship came in at the beginning, like, it was just like, beep, beep, <laughs> I like, I actually, I was so overwhelmed because I was really, really tired last night when I started watching this episode, and when the music kicked in and then this adorable little shit of an enterprise, like, chonky AF kind of goes, meep, meep, and comes really slowly onto the screen, I actually, like, welled up with tears, I was like, my baby! Um, He's so chunky. The comparison, though, because uh, one of my friends messaged me this to put uh, as a thing to point out to you in a future episode when you were taking the piss out of uh, Next Gen's thing. Worth noting the versions on Netflix, which I think are the versions we're all watching. Um, it's the TOS remaster, but not uh, any kind of remastered Next Gen. So the TOS oh, right, has okay. had all its effects redone. I mean, there's limited stuff oh. they can do, obviously. But there is a lot in a lot of places where there are digital type effects, they've been redone so that they are more modern than the next gen. Uh, but then obviously there's only so much they can do with remastering and redoing footage. So it's in a bit of a funny place mm. for special effects comparison if we're watching those ones, which I think that, is what we are watching. Yeah, yeah I have been. That that, explains oh, that's really a lot. interesting. 
Yeah, I have I have been watching uh, them on Netflix, despite the fact that uh, when we first started doing this podcast, I spent £40 on Amazon Prime to buy the entire first series of Next Generation. And then uh, the next morning, I realized I'd already started watching it on Netflix. <laughs> I'd completely forgotten it was there. Oh, so I've wasted no. £40. You gave forty pounds to Jeff Bezos, you capitalist supporting. Oh God, scum. no! Oh uh, no, I'm not getting cancelled again, am I? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. Should we talk about uh, when they first get this signal, then yeah. sent to the ship, and that it all affects all of the men? Um, so I think the first person who notices it is Spock. Yeah. Is that right? Uh, and he says, "Yeah, because Spock's the horniest of them all, right?" He says, it sounds yeah. like a. A uh, Vulcan marriage drum, and I wanted to just say we watched Abok time. <laughs> we we know <laughs> you're talking shit, Spock. <laughs> we know what you have, and it's a little <laughs> a little gong <laughs> and some tambourines. <laughs> we know what you've got. The camera so, then pans around the bridge, and there's a random alien sat at the nav deck, and I'm yeah. like, who the shit is that? They were not there in all of the three seasons. Why have they suddenly got E.T.'s six-foot-four cousin like piloting the Enterprise? That's my favourite bit about this, is because they've realised that, because it's in animation, they can have more alien-type characters in it than they could have done with prosthetics in the 60s, but they still only made one of them an alien. <laughs> Everyone else is, like, the main bad God. guys, or whatever they are in this episode, are just humanoid women. <laughs> like, they've just gone, oh yeah, we'll just have one, we'll, we'll, we'll put one alien in the show, and we won't give them any lines. So, um, yeah. That alien is transferred to the Enterprise at the start of the animated series, specifically, because they realise they can have an animated alien. Uh, I don't know what he's called, um, but I I found that in my, like, searching for extra info. Um, But it wasn't particularly Um, relevant to this episode, so I didn't didn't note down his name or anything interesting. I have have a question. Yeah. So, when... um, So, when, when it's first... Uh, broadcasting at the Enterprise, and they all and all the men start being sort of confused by this signal thing. Um, Uhura tries to contact uh, Bones McCoy in the um, in the medical bay, and then he doesn't respond. And then the screen uh, jumps to him in the medical bay being affected by this <laughs> ray thing. But he's got his legs crossed, and it looks so much like he's like. <laughs> are they trying to suggest? <laughs> Yeah, are they trying to suggest that this effect from this signal has given him an erection and that's why he can't get up and come and respond to the, the call that Ohura's put out for him because he, he doesn't want to stand up? I mean, presumably. There's just so much we could say about this signal, right? Because, I mean, obviously, first of all, it's just a hash of Odysseus being tempted by the sirens. Um, but then I think the reason it's called Lorelei is because apparently there's a rock in the Rhine that sirens are supposed to sit on called the Lorelei Rock. So presumably okay. that's where it's the signal's got its name. But but what I'm more interested in is the <laughs> is a does the signal why why is the signal so heteronormative that it only affects men? Why does it not affect the lesbians? Or the gay men. Why were Car- why were Carol and Ahura not into it? And then I've had <laughs> to write the only explanation for that that I will accept is that Ahura and Chapel are in a committed lesbian relationship 
um, and it doesn't affect them because they're not single. That's the only that's the only <laughs> explanation that I will accept because the other explanations are bullshit. Is that your submission for headcanon? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Actually. <laughs> it's not a bad one. Um, <laughs> Heteros yeah, no. only affected by this signal, but also <laughs> all of the gay men. I, I mean, again, it's Star Trek prior to 2017, so there are no gay men. I'm still going to get pissed about it, though. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be realistic and hold it to the standards yeah. of the time. <laughs> I'm going to demand that it's actually not a pile of shit. Um, I've I've written down another um, a, a, another line that Spock says um, when they get to the planet. So they beam down to the planet to investigate the signal, and when they're first scanning it. Spock's doing this scan thing and then he says the phrase the urgency of our feelings suggests visual compulsion <laughs> like, what does that mean? Ooh, Spock, I'm all flutter <laughs> visual compulsion what it's do you even mean? Like he's having you visions of that tits. as uh, the royal we <laughs> yeah, yeah everyone's like, I don't know about you Spock mate but like, I'm not having visual compulsions like, what are you seeing? I, I, I want to bring up a thing immediately after that as well Another line I wrote down is, uh, Spock, there is no apparent... Oh, no, Kirk says there is no apparent danger. That's not the same as no danger. <laughs> like, you should know better, Jim. You're three, four but years in. that is in. Kirk's yeah. MO. Like, no man of peace is going to stand in the way of Jim thinking he's about to get laid, right? This is just classic Jim. Like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> Is the entire, the, you know, the five-year mission of the of the Enterprise, is that five-year mission just to see how many people and of different species... James Tiberius Kirk and Bang. Yeah. <laughs> these, are the, these are the shaggers of the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> Their five-year mission to bang new aliens. <laughs> to shag Spock in a cave. <laughs> like, of course it's a mission. I like how I called it a five-year plan, so it's like... <laughs> Chinese like, Communist it, Party's mandated five-year plan for Jim yeah, to shag. Yeah, or like a 21-year-old who's just gone out of university <laughs> and is ch- trying to start a career. Oh, I, I, I'm in that comment and I don't like it. <laughs> oh, like, Kirk definitely does bullet journaling and then puts, like, little washi tapes in his diary, like, Spock looked at me, cute today, Mm-mm-mm. feeling fabulous yeah, in my gold what... uniform this morning. That, that's why the, the that's what the captain's personal log is. It's just <laughs> Jim's bullet journal. <laughs> yeah, the personal log's got loads. Of, like you hear bits of it that are acceptable on the show, but there's loads of it you never get to hear. That's just slash fan fiction that he's written about him <laughs> and Spock. Oh, why don't we get to hear it? <laughs> I have to write it in my head instead. Can I um, mention another so, line that Spock says when they beam down? When he's yeah. like. But make sure you do not stand too close. And I'm like, ooh, Spock advocating for social distancing. <laughs> very, very with the times. Um, so they get when they get there, they go and meet the. Um, do, do we know what the, the species no, are called? Sexy lady they species. Meet? Are they not just called Sex- Karen? <laughs> <laughs> Since they, they are, are an they... army of Karens. They do have a strong, I want to talk to the manager, uh, <laughs> sort of feeling about them. Um, I mean, one of them does get, get a name, but I can't remember what it is. But she introduces herself as the head female. And <laughs> I've just written up that. The head female. Was this written by <laughs> incels? <laughs> it was written by, it a, was woman. Written by a woman. I, I know it was written by a woman. I know. <laughs> uh, God. I've written yeah. here, um, 
<clears throat> I'm going to obviously one of the, the the immediate thing you notice about all of these women is that of course they are all blonde Aryan white AF um, yeah. you know classic figures because you know women of color aren't attractive <clears throat> so um, I've written I broke woke bespoke this bitch so what I've put is the broke all of the Lorelei sirens are white because Star Trek is racist and they're not upholding um, women of color as being beautiful as well woke all of the sirens are white because this is a deliberate choice by star trek to comment on how white women uphold evil oppressive <laughs> standards across <laughs> minority groups of women <laughs> bespoke uh they ran out of that animation budget and they just copied and pasted the same woman 20 times yeah. <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> Well, I mean, well done. <laughs> Strong work, buddy. Uh, I like um, another thing in the in the opening is that when they come down and they meet with the woman and she introduces herself as head female, she goes, "Greetings, Kirk and McCoy and Mister Spock," and ignores the red shirt. It's just like we're not talking about yeah. Tom, and then oh, he, he doesn't get a greeting. <laughs> Yeah, miracle that the red shirt one. didn't die. I mean, I assume it's because she thought, well, they're irrelevant because they're just going to die before we even get a chance to suck their life force out of their dicks. So, but she was wrong. <laughs> they... Is that is that how they do it? <laughs> I, that's just. I, I want to go to this planet. Maybe I'm confusing this with fan fiction again. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best way if you like. Do you? This is my idea for head shirts for red shirts head cannon this week. Is that? That planet is actually a sort of um, like a space age version of uh, of Switzerland, where like if you've got uh, an illness and you're going to die, <laughs> you go to this planet, and then they'll suck your life force out of you and kill you. But they do it via a blowjob, so that you sort of get to leave in a nice way. Yeah, it's exclusively a white supremacist death by palliative care via life source sucking through the dick. Yeah, indignitas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, talking about the women all being the same as well. Uh, there's a brilliant bit where because all Spock white people says, look the same, Jake. <laughs> there's a brilliant bit where Spock says the form is humanoid, but there are many internal differences. Like, what? <laughs> oh, the form is, is humanoid. Spock? Thanks, Spock. <laughs> like, we like, can't what? see that for ourselves. <laughs> Well, I, I, I was like, what is this spot? Is this a sex education video <laughs> from the early 2000s? <laughs> <laughs> the little boy and the little girl are the same, but inside there are many things different. <laughs> One of them doesn't want the other to have the power to vote. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, so do, they, do you want to talk about these differences that, that they say they have? Because so there's like... Uh, they say that it's something to do with the internal processes that mean that they uh, I don't really understand they developed what, what a gland was. they developed a special <laughs> gland exactly like the power by Naomi Alderman which you should all read they developed a gland which enables them to kill men again exactly <laughs> like the power by Naomi Alderman which you should all read um, I assume that's what they were talking about this special gland that they developed yeah. that enables them to suck people's life and forces out protected from the draining effects of the planet in general. Yes, that's, that's right, yeah. Because when, when they first realise that there's something wrong with them and they explain that, uh, <laughs> Bones says the phrase, first time I've ever admired a bodily function, 
Like, what? you're a medical What's professional. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Have some self-respect, Bones. I know, but also how terrifying for everyone who's ever been through the med bay. Like, what? So you mean you were literally drunk and then didn't look at me the entire time? Just like, yeah, <laughs> chapel, just fucking give him a hypo and reel him out of here. <laughs> I mean, that was another thing. Um, like, they look at uh, McCoy's med kit and he's like, oh, this drug might help <laughs> Sam. <laughs> and that seems to be Dr. McCoy's entire medical practice. Because that is basically what he did in, like, Amok Time and Mirror Mirror. He's just like, no, oh, this drug happens to be on hand. It'll probably work. Sam. <laughs> I, I don't think he's got a real medical like a pharmacist in the same way as the guy who lived next to me in the first year of university was a pharmacist he found a load of used syringes like <laughs> like hanging out outside outside a smack den and then just <laughs> filled them with some weird bit of different colored gatorade and then <laughs> syringes <laughs> them into people and hope I mean, he definitely is drunk all the time. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he, he, he makes references in this episode to Saurian whiskey or brandy or something like that. He's constantly talking about oh, brandy. Oh, McCoy, he's out of control, man. <laughs> Doctor, heal thyself. Um, yeah. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up as well is just after that bit when they first sort of get there and meet the women, but before they start to get their... Uh, energy sucked out of them or whatever um it it there's a there's a thing where it shows you one of the women who's sort of like juggling yes. weird spinning oh, diamond yes, things are they they're like, like the thing that the sims have over their heads when I've, you're playing on the sims. <laughs> yeah it's like each of her hands is a character in the sims <laughs> and, and then but it like it doesn't explain what they're there for or what they do and then someone throws one of them at Spock and it like it, like a tiny little one that hits him in the chest and it knocks Spock over and like basically yeah. nearly so kills him so i was watching him. this with my girlfriend and um, what they say over that image of her juggling those is every man's fantasy <laughs> and, and and Anna was like <laughs> If I'd have known that every man's fantasy was juggling a prison, I would have been able to attract far more men in my life. <laughs> so much of this, like when you watch it in like individual little chunks of dialogue, sounds like something from a porno or like some kind of. Scene. Like there's a bit where in in that bit where uh, Bones is talking about the medicine that he just happens to have on him, and um, he, he just this is exactly how it says right. It, it, I'll I'll try and do the exact intonation of uh, so it, it's Bones first and then Kirk. It goes, it's a strong stimulant. Go ahead. <laughs> says that in the most like surely Shatner knew exactly what he was doing when he did that also, um, well, the, the woman yeah, isn't much better because the, the way the woman um, the, the head female commands all the other females is amazing <laughs> obstruct them and assistance yeah. assistance you might you might want to give actual words lady can we think, can we talk about that obstruction though when they decide that this is the time that they're going to kidnap them they just immediately like lift them up and then fling them all the way across the temple and like oh, they just like land in like a crumpled pile of bodies worse animated 
that they do. <laughs> like, I mean, we discussed the one in Mirror Mirror where, like, people teleport from one wall to another and it was still shitter. <laughs> oh, God. The, oh, I mean, the animation itself isn't that bad for 1973. It's very but, mm-hmm. like, That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, it's a similar sort of Hanna-Barbera-esque yeah. type uh, drawing, isn't it? Um, it's very, it's like, the... Yellow submarine It was giving me Yellow Submarine vibes. Yeah, similar sort of vibe. I suppose it's a similar kind of time frame, I think. I'd, I'm not quite sure when Yellow Submarine happened, but it, it wouldn't be that far after that. Um yeah, it, 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 I mean, it's not bad. I, I enjoyed it. It's an interesting trip it. it's if not... you watched it on drugs. I assume that <laughs> literally never. Oh, happened. yeah. Uh... Well, there are strong <laughs> stimulants. I've got another headcanon to go with um, the ones we've had already, which oh, is okay. that when the landing party beams down to, like, meet Siren Shira and want to fuck her or whatever, do you okay. think Scotty gets left behind because he's not allowed to get laid? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, like, as a punishment yeah. for something, or they just don't let him? They're just bullying <laughs> just, just, just bully no, no, him. I think it's a reprimand <laughs> on his file. If, like, Mr. Starks, you may not fuck for, for three months <laughs> from start <laughs> to This will be entered on your record. It's because every time he gets horny, he starts singing unintelligible Scottish music, and it's so appalling yeah. that they want to shut him up. What on earth was he singing? I could he, not make head nor tail of it. It wasn't any song that I know. Not that I'm like an expert. I can't. I didn't know what that was. I've never heard of anything like that at all. I've spent a lot. Hi in the misty highlands. I'll stop because is the actor who plays Scotty actually Scottish? No, I didn't think so. Right, I wanted to check that because James Doohan. James Doohan. It, it, it doesn't sound Scottish, does it? Uh, it, 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 it oh, sounds okay, like right. he's got Scot. Like Doohan sounds like he's got Scottish like, heritage. But I think that was just the only the only accent that he could do. They wanted him to do an accent, and he could convincingly do Scottish. So they just no, went can't. with that. He can't uh, convincingly uh, do Scottish. Uh, look, I was being kind. Okay, he was a good human. He, he's Celtic. <laughs> Doohan was born, born in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. The youngest children of blah blah blah. Um, who both his parents both emigrated from Bangor, County Down, uh, Northern Ireland. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah so he's not Irish at all. They were born in Belfast. Duhan's um, parents. What? Why didn't they just make him Irish then? Why, why didn't did... they just cast Jedward? Well, they probably wrote a Scottish, a Scottish engineer <laughs> and then he auditioned for it. I don't think they were like, "Oh yeah, we'll get this guy to do it." <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That's not how casting works, Because if. That... If that's how it works, you'd like he must have something on them because like he's not a good enough actor to warrant being cast. Oh, right, no, hang on. That oh, is so I mean. Found, I, found I can't believe you're dissing Scotty and his terrible Scottish <laughs> accent. It's it's like it's 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 bad. Okay, fine, but it's like good <laughs> enough that everyone who's not Scottish won't be offended by yeah, it. I think I think it's a pretty good Scottish accent. Speaking of exactly, which, yeah, it's not terrible. I found, I found another note on the Wikipedia. It's not like Chris Hemsworth in Snow White and the Huntsman. That, now that <laughs> has that gives me nightmares. So apparently, when he was auditioning for the role of the engineer of the USS Enterprise, Doohan did several different accents. Producer Gene Roddenberry asked uh, asked which he preferred, and Doohan replied, "If you want an engineer, in my experience, the best engineers are Scotsmen." He chose the name Montgomery Scott after his grandfather, and in later years, Doohan. Reenacted the casting process at Star Trek convention, demonstrating a variety of different voices, which 
he believed he could convincingly do. Oh. Uh, the best I mean, engineers are Scottish. Um, what about Isambard Kingdom Brunel? Also, my dad. <laughs> um, I mean, what? What? That's a good question. I like that fact, though, Nathan. Thank you for looking that up. But there's a good question that's posed: Which accent would you have most liked to have seen Scotty have if he wasn't Scottish? <gasps> oh. And let's not let's try Scouse. and keep it as not racist as possible. Scouse, obviously. A I've, Scouse Scotty. I wanted to be a Scouser. I used to be able to do accents, and now I can't, and it makes me sad. I can do. I can do, do it, some. Do it. Do it. Do it. I want to hear Nathan try and do a no, Scouse accent. Do it. Do I'm it. Not, if I do it, not I'll even cut black it out hairy anyway, curtains. So black hairy curtains. <laughs> what if if I put it on the Twitter and ask people to vote, and they vote for you to do it in the next episode? Will you do it? Uh, you've got to ask them. The vote has to be which accent would they like me to do? Okay. Okay, I'll ask them to do that, and we'll get the, we'll get you to say uh, something along the lines of "It's no use, Captain." <laughs> I'm giving her all she's got, Captain. Yeah, we'll get we'll get you to say I'm giving her all she's got, Captain, in a different right. accent next that, week based on that. Uh, I will agree the, to the vote. Okay, good. Uh, just as long as you're aware that I have access to uh, five separate <laughs> Twitter accounts, and I can just vote for them all myself. <laughs> <laughs> so someone's going to do it in a racist Indian accent, Nathan. <laughs> Uh, Please don't, or we'll all get cancelled. I, I, I have the ability to edit the podcast, and I just get someone with a better, yeah, yeah, with a better a version point. of the accent that I'm going to do. <laughs> Jane, can um, you uh, can you do a Scouse accent? Then do a Scouse Scotty. Uh, oh, I'm not very good at Scouse. Ah, you we see, can cut it out um, if it's dreadful. Uh, what does Scouse sound like? It's sort of like it's all like sort of Sing song. noises, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it sounds like when you try to. When you used to try to connect to dialogue, yeah, go internet. Geordie, then go Guttural uh, was how I used to do it. I could, yeah, I could do Geordie. Um, like a, a Geordie Scott would be quite good. Yeah, actually, but that's because I mean. you are Geordie. <laughs> that doesn't count. That's like me saying I can do Midlands, <laughs> which I, I actually love, can't do very convincingly. Do they ever point out which bit of Scotland Scotty's supposed to be from? Because I would like it if he was like much more Glaswegian than he is in the show, like just yes, proper agreed. aggressive all the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah. Get the fucking warp drive up to ten, ya wee bastard! <laughs> he just needs to swear more, basically. Exactly. Like, give me the raw she's fucking yeah. got, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> we can't go any bloody faster, Captain. And then in the episode of Next Gen, where he, uh, he he has the line, "A good engineer is always a, a wee bit conservative." At least on paper, he go. He, he'd instead say. Ah, oh, ignore it, you, you, you <laughs> fucking Jesse. <laughs> no, he would say, fuck the Tories. <laughs> <clears throat> he'd then put, like, he'd go around the Enterprise putting, like, a traffic cone. <laughs> yeah, fucking Romulan, you. He'd go around um, the, the Enterprise putting, like, a traffic cone on top of all of the important bits of machinery. <laughs> he's like sure why fucking not I'll beam down to fucking Kronos where the Klingons live I've been to Easterhus <laughs> I'm not scared oh, of God. now <laughs> oh man but if he was from Edinburgh then he could just then I could just make up loads of like 
versions of Proclaimers songs to that Scotty can sing in the Enterprise. <laughs> well, Scott, Scotty famously never does anything, and he always just stays in the the bay. Like, so it would be like, I won't walk five hundred miles. <laughs> well, I'm not fixing your fucking war core. I'm not fixing it. Get fucked, Captain. <laughs> when I wake up. Yes, I know I'm gonna be. I'm gonna sleep it in my bed because I don't give a feck about yous. <laughs> <laughs> the wildly off topic. Um... Oh, I know. Should we get back to um, the? Should we talk about the chase scene in um, in this episode, uh, which it, they get chased out of the the temple? Well, they're trying to escape, and then they get chased after the uh, <laughs> after the, the the head female shouts assistance assistance. Siren Shira. Yes, and then they they go on a run, uh, which I think has the funkiest chase music in the background <gasps> ever. Yes, the music in this is so good. Why does TOS really not have good. the smooth jazz and the like of well, this the, animated series? The chase music in the background of this was it sort of reminded me of like um, those sort of seventies cop shows, <laughs> like Starsky and Hutch, that sort of thing. It, it was like a sort of cool kind of Jimi Hendrix. So in this chase sequence, uh, this is the bit that we alluded to earlier, where they their entire plan is hide in a big urn. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> and then they get stuck in the urn. Why can't they climb out of the bloody urn? It's only Why a foot taller well. than they are. The the issue is that like they get into the urn and like okay fine maybe they're because they've had their energy drained from them or something they can't climb back out of the urn but they're stuck in the urn and it then the, the it rains and the main peril of the episode is that they might drown in an urn. <laughs> Which is stupid because why don't they just? It's not at the urn's trap. It's got it's open at the top. Why don't they just wait for it to fill up and then they float to the top and then they can climb up? Oh my god! Instead, they are freed by being shot at. Yeah, (laughs) because then the because how does Spock escape? Because he escapes and goes. I or think does he, he has slightly he more never gets strength in because he's Vulcan, so he can just about do it. That's right, yeah. It did make it weird that he then crawl. Like, why does he commando crawl in his rescue mission? By the way, because like he's like, oh, there yeah. he's shown perfectly upright, asking their computer, show me the uh, stuff of the Enterprise males, and it shows where they are, and then he commando crawls up to the throne in the next shot for. I don't understand any reason because he immediately gets caught. So it's not like he's sneaking or avoiding any traps or anything. Because fuck all happens. He's just commando crawling for no reason. And I and that can't conserve energy because oh no. if that was a more energy efficient way of moving, that's how people would move. <laughs> I know, it's stupid. And, like, and also, can we talk about that? that Maybe weird... he's just like, now everyone else is trapped in this urn. My time has come. I am Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out the whole thing was a massive uh, the whole thing was just a massive uh, sort of scheme by Spock to get them trapped in an urn so they could steal <laughs> so that he could steal the ship and shag the women because <laughs> yeah. um, they, they they've got that computer thing that that the um that the women on the planet have got that sort of yeah. tells them where everything is <laughs> What? The music Sorry, what? computer. 
<laughs> yeah, the music computer. It has a name, but I can't remember what it is. Um, it was called the Opto Award. Oh, that was it. Ah. Yeah. Um, basically, it's a, it's a big screen, and they ask it a question like, where is the communicators or whatever, uh, and it shows you. So why didn't... And the women know how that works. So when they lost the... the the, the Why men. Didn't they just asked. And then they went and ha- yeah, well, they went and hid in the urn, and they couldn't. They didn't think to look in the massive fucking urn they've got <laughs> in their garden. Well, later they do ask it, and they're like, "Oh, it's there. Oh, that's where they are." Yeah, they do it as soon as Uhura comes down. They go and ask it. But why? Why didn't you think that that would cross I their love mind? This episode is a gloriously shit art, uh, Star Trek episode because it has everything that a gloriously shit Star Trek episode has, which includes. Massive plot and logical inconsistencies, <laughs> among which is why yeah. do they uh, not ask like anything? And also, like, just to jump back a bit, before they go down, they acknowledge the fact that it's not affecting the women, or the women are having a different experience. Why then? Heteronormativity. Well, yeah, but like, why then? Once they have realised that, do they not? Beamed out at least one woman with them, like because of yeah. the patriarchy, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. To be fair, it's probably because it's probably because uh, Kirk is like, oh well, it's this is the men's job. We'll all go down where the landing party. Like the women hardly are ever on a landing party. In, While in we men go out to war, you women shall stay behind and take care of the homestead. Yeah, but to be fair, he might have a point because when the women do come down to rescue them, they just straight up shoot all of the aliens without any hints. Hey, but they stun any them, kind right? of diplomacy. Yeah, but they don't no, try any diplomacy at any point. Response, to be honest, like they were quite clearly not going to let them let them have the men back. She says something to that effect. Like Ahura asks where they are and, and like talks to them. I don't think you're being fair because Ahura asks where they are and says that they have come to recover their men. And I think the woman basically says we don't have them. And then Ahura's like, "Well, I'm not fucking around then." <laughs> like, yeah, she then that, sets that her phaser to, be... to the third setting, disapparate, uh, and disapparates an urn. Um, <laughs> I don't <still laughs> understand that bit. And then yeah, turns it back to stun. And then damn. The landing party of women is just like bam, 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 and they take them all out in two minutes. And I'm like, wow, like who fucking even needs men, right? If you just sent these women down on every landing party, we wouldn't even have a show because they clean up everything like that. <laughs> I love, I love the, uh, her taking command is the like genuinely good bit of this episode. Um, yes, and yes. I so really wonderful. love how she does it. She's going, given she like just presses the button on the log and basically goes. I'm doing a mutiny because Spot because Scotty seems insane. I'm taking command of this vessel. Yes, Captain Uhura! Whoop whoop! Oh, so amazing. Her and Christine are like a dream team in charge of the ship. I was really hoping that they'd just like leave all the men down there and fly off and start their own show. Like Captain Uhura, first officer chapel, badass lesbian that's sexy the, that's adventures. The spin-off we need. We don't like okay, I, I'm sure that I'm sure that no, I'm sure the Pike spinoff's gonna be good, but seeing like a Ahura spinoff would be great. Oh god, I'd love that so much. Like, yeah, that that is really wonderful. Getting to see like all of these kind of women actually getting to do things in that episode that made me really happy. I mean, first we have to you know just get it out of the way by saying that yes, ultimately. 
This episode is about upholding patriarchal structures because the good women like Uhura fight the bad women who refuse to conform to the norms of society and are like living in their feminist misandrous utopia. Um, and then they defeat them and then reassemble them back into patriarchal society. And then Captain Uhura obviously hands over the captaincy back to the men when in fact what she and Christine should have done is just, just not, just not giving it back. Just like demoted everyone <laughs> on the ship to Ensign and just, you know, carried on being the captain. But apart from that, it was amazing getting to see them be awesome. And like, just literally, she just gets everything done with no preamble. You know, she's just like, right, Christine, you know, get all women scientists to run all of the data. All right. Okay, right. Now let's go do this. Get our all women landing party. Go down. Boom. Sort this out. Run the ship. Made me really happy. That was the thing, though. It, it wasn't ever women. It was always every single person always said female. And it got used so much it started to feel weird. It's like, I am head female. <laughs> I'm all female party. It is not affecting the yeah, females. That is... I'm like, why are we... What? Why are we on, like, our incel in 2014? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, uh, I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but when uh, Spock goes to get the communicators back after he's crawled across the floor and he opens the little drawer that the communicator's in, there's actually just a little red pill and a little blue pill. Oh, God! Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about this sure, episode? I mean, I want to talk about the fact that uh, I found uh, Wrinkly Kirk funny and creepy fucking creepy old Spock creepy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I liked how... old Spock. He was sweet and no, doing his best. I loved how they managed no, to predict not. with... <laughs> I love oh. how they managed to predict with quite good accuracy what Leonard Nimoy was going to end up looking like. I know, right? He looks exactly like Kelvin versus Spock. Yeah. It's brilliant. I loved it. Uh, And Jim, like, Jim, when he becomes older, starts to say all of his words so slowly. But again, I just couldn't figure out if that was a deliberate acting choice by Shatner or if Shatner was just so drunk slash unable to read (laughs) when he was reading the script that every line was coming out like, we must escape the urn. (laughs) Important question. Which character in this episode do you think has tried to suck their own cock? What, apart from Jim? Well, I'm, I'm going like every episode. I'm going with that alien guy from the uh, <laughs> from the, the bridge. Uh, I'm, I'm big brother. Say, oh, uh, also while I was looking up James Doohan earlier, I discovered his backstory, uh, and it's really tragic as to why why. So he is an al- They made him an alien because they could animate, but the reason they needed an, an alien in that position was they did not have enough budget to hire all of the original voice actors, so they just didn't oh. hire Chekhov. No! <laughs> yeah, oh my Walter god! Is not in oh it because they can't afford to give a proper salary to all of them. So oh um, they they just uh, they just don't have him. And James Doohan <laughs> voices amazing. that character because again, like it like it says, he can do many accents. So um, they they realise they could get him <laughs> to voice that uh, that character. I've just got a another headcanon of why um, the reason that the all female all femoid landing party is so efficient, um, apart from the fact that they're all badass bitches and just get shit done, um, is because it's probably quite difficult to um, have a physically active landing party mission going on if you are wearing a miniskirt, unless you're also wearing hot pants underneath. So when they (laughs) beam down, they're like, well, we can't run over here and bend over here and pick up this person. So if we just stand still, pose, and then fire... (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> we won't risk exposing like unnecessary flash. There's there's a great bit of um, like slightly badly animated uh, like when they when they've rendered the color on one of the the scenes. There's a clip where Uhura and Nurse Chapel are walking into a building um, when they've gone to rescue the the men. Um, and obviously Ahura's got a red top on and uh, Nurse Chapel has got a blue one on, but the, in the, the rendering, they've accidentally got one of uh, Nurse Chapel's arms the wrong colour, so it looks red. What? So it looks like it, lo- it looks like she's like plunged her arm into the body of one of the, the ah! enemies and like is, is drenched oh, in the blood God, of her victims. Oh my God, Christine, yes. Um, just one final plot thing from this. Um you, you know that just being old is not, like, a crippling medical condition that you need to, like, immediately <laughs> expend, uh, uh, experiment with an experimental, risky-ass procedure to fix. Like, at the very least, if you don't want to be prematurely aged that much, you could just wait to get to Starfleet Medical where they could try and work out a treatment that is, like, less risky than using that transporter bullshit they do at the end. However, I mean, they know that they're going to be fine when Spock says, yes, but there is a 99.7 chance to one that it's going to fail. I was like, oh, well, they'll be fucking fine then, won't they? Because whenever Spock yeah. says that, they immediately win. So they were like, yeah, beat them up. Yeah, there was absolutely no peril in the, in the, <laughs> in the whole all. episode. Like, in the whole episode, no, Jake. Well, yeah, like we said, the main plot is that they get stuck <laughs> in an <laughs> Oh, no, we can't swim. <laughs> We're going to drown. Climb out the urn. No, we're going to drown. I'm just just walk out the urn, mate. Just literally walk out of it. I can't do anything. I can't float. Also, what's that urn made of? Like they could probably just smash it open. Like just yeah. like, at least have a go. Why didn't one of them stand on the other's shoulders and climb out climb out the top? Like just put McCoy on the bottom, drown him. He's the least important. Jim <laughs> <laughs> stands on his shoulders and climbs out. Like there's so many ways they could have gotten out of this, but they didn't because they are fools. <laughs> yeah, because they need the women to come and exactly, save them. exactly. Nothing ever gets bloody done around here without a woman <laughs> in charge. <laughs> I would have liked uh, to have seen the episode where, like, in an alternate universe where they didn't bother saving them, and then Uhura just flew off with the ship, and then like became the the permanent captain. Oh gosh, I want that just... to be true so badly, Captain. It's Uhura. like how in um, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in at the end of uh, the, the like in the last two Avengers films, I think they'd be much better if like uh, the fifty percent of the population that Thanos destroyed was just all of the men, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just all the women left. And then oh the second film is all of the women characters trying to save the universe, but not actually trying that hard. Because ah! actually, it's quite nice now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, absolutely terrible. Should we wrap up? We have many Star Trek. Yeah. Wait, we have to do. Yeah. So, what is yeah. is our head cannon? It's it's going to be that Scotty didn't get to beam down because no one wants him to shag. Or it yeah. was going to be, Jake, you had one from earlier on in the episode, didn't you? Um, yeah, mine was uh, that this planet is actually <laughs> the sort of intergalactic version of Dignitas. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. And, and then mine was that the only reason Ahura and Chapel aren't affected is because they're in a committed lesbian relationship. Which is my favourite, honestly. I, 
I think the lesbian relationship one is is good. That's going in. Yes. Uh, and uh, and I would like to put the um uh what was the <laughs> God? I'm so bad at this. Um. Yeah, we'll just stick with that one. <laughs> Edit wait, that so it sounds good. What? Who would? Who? Which character is most likely to suck their own dick? Did we ever actually establish that? Uh, I think it's it's difficult because Scotty. there aren't that. Yeah, but I think, I think Scotty's the one who would. Wa- when he was unable to come to the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. McCoy, yeah. Yeah. come to the it's bridge. Got, uh, the, <laughs> the erection he's got at that point where we see him with his legs crossed has actually got nothing to do with the signal that's just attacked them. He was just uh, he was going to town on himself. <laughs> that's why he's called Bones. <laughs> okay. That's why he's constantly uh, well, like going around jabbing himself with hypos to see which one will make his erection long enough to reach his own mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um well, I think that's everything for this episode, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can contact us on Twitter at RedShirtsCast or uh, Instagram at RedShirtsCast as well. Or you can send us an email if you've got an episode you think that you would like us to, to look at and talk about in a future episode of the podcast. You can email us RedShirtsCast at gmail.com. Uh, and next week is a special week for us. I am going to wee myself with excitement. it's episode 10 uh it's technically episode 11 but we lost all of the files for episode 8 so sorry uh but episode 10 so we've we've done 10 whole weeks of this podcast now uh, and we're celebrating that by looking at our first star trek movie we're looking at which one maddie star trek 2008 Oh my god! Looking at the 2008 film Star Trek from the Kelvin verse, the the one with Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto and all of that lot in. So we will. So it might we might have a special long episode or we might split it into two episodes we haven't decided yet but we'll let you know but we're really excited for that so make sure you watch that film and catch up on it uh, if you want to before that but other than that all that's left to say is uh, thank you for listening uh, and uh, live long and prosper goodbye bye, bye. <laughs>